Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Oh, Luke. <laughs> oh, Ollie. I feel like this time last week, it was the Christmas party. We were about to do AEW, but we were ready to drink all the booze. You'll see that my white trainers, which I have not worn since last Thursday still have the scuff sticky marks on from the karaoke room. Really? Oh, know. is that what that is? Yeah, I only noticed it when I walked in here. Gross. Gross. So you're not wearing the uh, Puma trainers that were the WrestleTalk branded Puma trainers? That YouTube got me as a present last year and I forgot I had. No, I'm not wearing those. <laughs> they're too beautiful. They're very white trainers. So last week, everything was okay. What happened, man? Everyone's getting COVID I now. Know. Well, yeah. Well, Andy was off last week as well because he had a positive test, so he was self-isolating. But that was the previous week. That was the previous week. week, but he did miss the Christmas party. Mm. So, like, his presence was uh, was felt. The lack of his presence <laughs> was felt there. Um, and then we got the news yesterday that Adam's partner has... Um, sorry, put my, my laptop onto mute. Has tested positive as well, which means Adam is now isolating which means Adam's Christmas has been cancelled. Mm. And I really do think the announcement that Adam's Christmas was cancelled has really bummed out the office. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's it's more that it was, uh, well, it was a lot of stress to get him all his stuff yesterday and felt terrible for him. Yeah. But it's not just that. I mean, I don't know how many other people you know. I know, like, my lady partner, it feels like everyone she meets over the... So she's seen, like maybe one gone out with one person a day for the last several days every single one of them has come back with a positive result i'm like are you sure you're not the super spreader <laughs> it's like no i've got no, it's other people they're seeing but yeah just everyone everyone is getting it i don't feel like there was this many cases before i i don't know anyone outside of work who's got really it. yeah i don't know anyone not even, uh, my my local friends like none of them 
have their sponsors. Yeah, we but are... you're all losers. You don't go out at all. You've got babies. We, I, my wife socialises with all the uh, the other yummy mummies in the on the <laughs> estate. They go down to our local coffee shop mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. have some gluten free cake. Nom 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 nom. Um, so yeah, they are still socialising, but we're also super smart people. So we, uh, mm, we're that's it. it. Yeah. It's, it's the smarts. <laughs> so we may uh, we may still be able to have Christmas drinks, but I do I do think that we'll make we'll put the feelers out there we're trying to make friends mm. in our local area and my wife's done a pretty good job she's now got some local friends but i don't really know them yet because i'm a, i'm at work i'm not a yummy mummy going to coffee shops and having gluten-free cake you're a yummy daddy i'm a yummy daddy who goes to work and then <laughs> has to see the other yummy daddies after work gender norms <laughs> love it and also, like, I want to make friends with them because they seem like very nice people. Also, they've got real big houses. Oh, no. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're, the houses on our estate, they've got the big ones. Oh, dear. They're, ha- they're having big ones. Your your wife has targeted <laughs> the most impressive people. Well, she we were talking about this, and she was like, I don't really want to invite them here. And I, <laughs> I said, why? She was like, because our house is way smaller than theirs. Oh, is. my God. Your house is like, you can fit eight of my flats into your house. <laughs> no, but it's like, I don't want to. We've got the small house. Oh, like, wow. We don't want to. Don't want to feel like we're the losers of the estate. Keeping by inviting up them with round. the Joneses. <laughs> well, you know what will definitely lose them. What's that? If you accidentally give them all COVID. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I really want to become local friends with them, but I also don't want to give them COVID just before mm. Christmas. I am traveling into London. Having said that, two of them also travel into London, so maybe we'll all just be like London travelers that are just giving each other COVID and then yeah, to cancel Christmas and stuff. So we'll, we'll certainly see. But there is every chance that I will still get to have some Christmas drinks with my local friends uh, before the year is out. Yeah, I'm not seeing anybody. I've cancelled all my plans oh, next mate. week because I'm putting putting family first and hopefully I'll see them next week. I think that is the wise move. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Maybe it's because you haven't... You're, you're just... You've seen like Adam... Adam's situation and Andy. And you're like... Whew, couple of close shots along the brow. Whereas me, I'm in the bunker having like all these COVID tests near me come back positive. I'm like, oh my God, I've had like eight near misses over the last week. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing that you're still testing like negative. Well, it's, it's, it's like people I've seen, I'm, I just assume that they've got it either afterwards or at the point they probably got it. It was a low viral load. I mean, like when Andy had it, he was with us. In the office, he was wearing a mask, but you know, I'm surprised none of us got it off of the back of that. Do you think that scandemic? No, no. I was going to say, do you think that Adam got it from Andy, but was getting false negatives? No. And then Adam gave it to Holly, and then Holly got an actual positive. No, no, because the lap flows are actually pretty reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and there's been loads of PCR tests. It's just fun to put conspiracy theories out there, isn't it? <laughs> there's been like everyone's done about two, three PCR oh, tests. I'm sick of doing them. I don't, I don't like doing it down my throat. And actually, totally the time the times don't work out. No, I know. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just putting out conspiracy outrageous. theories out there. Outrageous that they are. Um, well, let's get into the show itself. Speaking of outrageous, Uh-oh. Brian Danielson and Hangman Page time limit drawn. Ollie Davis thought it was terrible. <laughs> Here is the show. Don't say that. Brian Danielson versus Wangman Page. Uh, winter is coming for the AEW Championship. Ended. 
in a 60-minute time limit draw. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Luke Owen, D.A.D., your jam, that champion. This is the AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming special review. Please get your Ultra Omega chats in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support to let us know what you thought of this hour-long match that took up a half of the episode. Because, I've got to be honest... I still don't know how I feel about it. Well, that's not true. You texted me this morning and said that's one of the worst matches of the year. You are a liar <laughs> spreading lies. And you said I agree. <laughs> I, I, said, I, I messaged Luke and I said, I'm a bit scared because, you know, Tony pays us all the money. And here I'm about to say that I didn't think a 60-minute time limit draw between Wangman Page and Brian Danielson, I didn't think it was the best thing I'd ever seen. And if anything, I actually felt a little bit emotionally disjointed from it. But we are seen as a big AEW fan channel. Bias. The bias, bias is real. I, I definitely think AEW fans are just as prickly as WWE fans. You know, the, the very diehard extremes. And I was like, I don't really... If I'm going to piss off one, I, I don't really want to piss off the AEW ones. But I was like, no, I'm going to be true to myself. And I told you that. And you went, well, I hated it anyway. So it's not what I <laughs> Now who's spreading the lies now? So I, at the end of the match, I, I, I went downstairs to watch this this morning. Mm. My new start time, I've discovered, is 5 a.m. Because the kid wakes up for a feed at 5 a.m. And the feed so does Lukey. Well, the feed, you know, feed lasts for like half an hour. And there's no real point in me just going to sleep for another half an hour and waiting for my alarm to go off. Also, if my alarm goes off, I may disturb the kid. I might disturb the kid getting out of the room. So now my day just starts at 5 a.m. So I walk downstairs at 5 a.m., put on the Fight app, because there's now an app for it on the TV. I don't have to cast the thing mm. and have a crash every 30 seconds. Thanks, Fight. And watch the match. And there was a point, I think after the second ad break, maybe he was getting into the third ad break. And during the ad break, Excalibur said this is now the longest match in AEW history. And I wrote in my notes here, I think this is going to go to the hour. I think they're going to do the full hour here. Mm. And the longer it went, the more I was like, yeah, okay, they're definitely going to the hour here. But I never thought they would do the draw. I thought, because it's been, we're not too far removed from Brian's previous yes. draw at Grand Slam against Kenny Omega. Well, in, in a paltry 30 minutes, though. Exactly, yeah. So I thought, I don't think they're going to do the draw here. I think they're going to give Hangman or Wangman the win. And when it did go to the draw, I did go like, oh, man, I mm. really wish they had given Hangman the big win there. That was my immediate reaction to it. And I spoke with you and I said, yeah, I really think they should have just given Hangman the win. The more I think about the match, though, the more I think I'm wrong. Okay. And I actually think that the story they're telling through the draw is actually more effective than him beating Brian Danielson here. And it's, well, I suppose we'll go into it a little bit. I just want to get my, sort of my yeah, opening yeah, yeah. thoughts out there for now. But I do think actually the draw was the right call. However, I do think it is too soon after the Grand Slam draw to be as effective as it possibly mm. could have been. And I think that is the, the, the two main complaints I've seen against this is A, the draw is too soon after Grand Slam and B, there were no debuts on this show, so it's not a five out of five show. The second one I just cannot get on board with because I just think that is a, a real base level way of reviewing a show. But I, I did cut out the lights I, at the I, end of the show. I thought it was going to be the Briscoes. Yeah. I was like, I was fully expecting that to be the Briscoes at the end of the show. And then it was Starby and Singh. I was like, 
I mean, I guess Darby's thing is the lights going yeah, down. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think they played with fire there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so my I agree that draws too soon after Grand Slam. But I do think this was the right call. For the story that they're telling with Paige, I think this needed to happen. So what is the story they're telling? So the story they're telling, and the story they were telling in this match, is that Brian Danielson going an hour was not a trouble for him. Mm. There were multiple moments during this match where Hangman Page, particularly during the commercial breaks, was going outside and drinking water. And the doctors were giving him water. And Danielson was just in there, flexing away, doing jumping jacks. <laughs> going an hour literally didn't face him whatsoever. There was a moment during the match when he busted him open. And it went to a commercial break. But Danielson rolls into the ring and just starts showboating. And the commentators were talking about, was like, why isn't Danielson taking advantage of this? Why is Danielson just showboating there? The match is still going on. The doctors aren't really tending to him. Hangman Page is out there drinking water. It's because Danielson was doing it to prove a point. And the story that they were telling in this match is that, is Hangman Page good enough to be the AEW world champion? Which is what Danielson said to him mm. in their very first promo together. I wasn't expecting it to be you. I was expecting it to be Kenny Omega. You know, if it's you, that's fine. I'll take the belt off of you. But I don't really think it should be you. And what we got right at the end of this is that Hangman Page could win, and he would have won. If they'd have just had an extra few seconds, he would have won that match, and he would have proved Danielson wrong. But at the end of the day, Danielson didn't lose, and Hangman didn't win. So Brian Danielson is still right, and Hangman Page is still now in a position where he is still on his journey. Am I really the top guy in this promotion? Even though I am the champion, am I still really... Do I belong at the top of this mountain? He hasn't had a match since Full Gear. This is his first match since Full Gear, and I think that's by design, whereas Danielson's had multiple matches. And so, I, and now the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, actually, that's a really interesting story to tell, not just throughout the match, but also with the post-match as well, and what can go for the next stages in this. Perhaps I'm reading too much into it, but I do think it's an interesting story. <clears throat> no, I think that's 100% where this story is going. Maybe they'll find a, a different way, uh, but to me, just knowing Paige's character, my speculation is that, yeah, Paige, that this time next year, Paige will always have this looming tie with Brian Danielson, and then he'll rise up to defeat Danielson. Because the story, I and I've, I've voiced these concerns for months now, I'm concerned about Paige winning the title because I think the appeal of Paige is in the chase. And then he wins the title. I'm like, okay, well, now what is the appeal? Obviously, I love him. I think he's a great character. I love his wrestling. But what is like, you know, what's the new thing? Which he really needs to get himself over as a new champion. And I guess what you're saying is the new thing is actually the thing that was happening before. The only difference is he's now the champion. And actually, the, ch the, the winning of the championship belt will now become beating Brian Danielson. And next year, all out, when it's Paige versus Danielson, and Paige finally beats Danielson in 70 minutes because they have they agreed to have a no-time-limit match. I'll be sitting here going, like, what an amazing story. But you know what? It's what an amazing story eh, with a bit of a boring opening. Because I do think this right now, in the moment, and it's difficult, and I trust AEW so much, and I, I really have no doubt that they will make it work down the line. So do take what I'm saying here with that in mind. 
But at the moment, immediately after watching it, it it was just like, uh, why isn't Paige doing more? I've just done the whole three years of Paige getting the championship. And that I thought this would have been a better match. Maybe not even a better match because the match is what it was. But I don't think I'll be feeling this way if Dan, if Paige won with three seconds on the clock. You know, mm-hmm. that lar- that buckshot lariat, he hits it. One, two, three. Oh, my God. It was 59-57. I really thought they were going to get Once he hit that buckshot, I was like, this is it. Because like, there was a moment because he escaped at the LaBelle lock. And then he hits that lariat and then he goes to the outside. And I'm there like at home thinking, Paige, you need to move quicker. You have to move quicker because the time is running out. And I think that is me being invested in the hmm. that's me being invested in the character as opposed to me being like hangman page, the uh time is running out here, mate. We've got to go gotta to go to a commercial break in a second. Um so I, I and I really thought once he hit that buckshot, it was going to be the victory. But then I saw Danielson rolling away and I was like, Oh no, they're doing the draw. And they literally rang the bell. Hmm. So that there's when I was writing my review, and I still really don't know how I feel about it. Um, I definitely like I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about people because I ventured on there out of curiosity. Oh, what a you horrible place! Oh, awful! But why would you do that? And it really is like it is just one side going. Oh my god, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Like one of the best matches of the year. And then the other side being like, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, my God. This is WWE levels of nonsense booking. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. What I have seen are the WWE defenders. I can't remember what people call them now. People who like, you know, the real sort of ardent WWE mm-hmm. fans. There's like, there's, the Twitter have got like a name for them and stuff. I can't remember what they call them now. But those people who are just like, a draw is a boring result. Mm. Um, and I've seen, I actually did see some people say like, if it had ended in a double count out, at least that's a finish. If it had ended in a DQ, at least that's a finish. And and that's it, because in a way, that's what they have been yeah, conditioned yeah. to think, like, that is an acceptable finish to a big-time match. Time limit draws, because Vince McMahon has always hated time limit draws, and he hates time limits in wrestling because it's too, quote, southern wrestling, that WWE fans now are conditioned not to accept it. And just think that it is a lazy way to get out of a, get out of a, having an actual finish. It is a fascinating thing to to live through. E drones, sorry, thank you. E drones, uh, because I hope everyone can recognise you're this too. But I do feel like AEW over the last few years is me learning more about wrestling mm. because I've always just had WWE on you know Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, or whatever. But AEW has really shown me this new way or. In, most of the time, bringing back old ways to do wrestling. Stuff I have never lived through week to week. So I really appreciate them trying to bring back the draw thing. You know, and you know, to make draws a thing, you do have to do them. But I, I've never lived through a time where draws are so common. So I don't know the rules. I'm just going by sort of like how my gut's feeling. And yeah, it's like, it's a bit close to the other one. But there is a story that Danielson, it's Danielson who's had both of them. This one was longer. So I don't, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I asked my lady partner because I'm, I'm just, I tried to explain the story to her. And, <laughs> and I just said, what do you think? A draw in wrestling? Because she was like, I didn't know they had draws in wrestling. Mm. You know, doesn't really pay attention to any anything like this. And I, she said, why would they have a draw in wrestling? I was like, well, because it's a new kind of result, isn't it? And she said, but you can decide who wins. And I said, well, yeah, but you can also decide who draws. And she was like, why would anyone ever pick a draw? Well, that is in football. 
you do have yeah, ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but she would say that like. But why would you want a tie? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just is, thought yeah. I'd never thought of it like that. And it's, that is a really interesting idea because I think in American sports, and I may be wrong on this, ties aren't common. I think you just mm. go into overtime until you have a winner. Well, it's because it's like 106 <laughs> to 102 in basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, the other thing I wanted to know about this match as well, and the, the thing I was thinking about, like, after I spoke to you about it and after I read through your review, because I was getting the images for you in the news this morning and on the train journey in, I was listening to Stephen Larson reviewing it on Going In Raw. What did they think? Uh, they both really liked it. They both had sort of similar, like, it's a storyline thing. It's a bit close to Grand Slam. Um, but I do think they, like, I have got the faith in AEW that this is part of a longer vision of something. Meltzer and Alvarez, just to say what I've listened to, unequivocally loved it. Um, but they didn't really talk about it from a storyline thing. They were just like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. The structure of this match, incredible. Yeah, I saw John Alba tweet that like, it's so fun watching Japanese wrestling on American TV or Japanese style wrestling on American TV. And actually scrolling through Twitter and seeing like Bixton Span, like that was like one of the best matches of the year. Top three matches AEW has ever done. Uh, Sean Rossap was going over the moon for it. Like I saw a lot of people, Denise was the only person I saw that would have like sort of mixed feelings about it. She didn't really know how the, oh, the finish no. sort of affected her. So I'm not sharing an opinion with Denise. <laughs> it's you and Denise Salcedo. Oh, Maybe it was a good match. You know what? That is the best match of the year. But the the thing that I I was thinking about is that I've got very few notes about the match. Oh, I actually don't have like when I was watching it and I had my laptop in front of me, I didn't actually make a lot of notes because I was couldn't take my eyes off the screen and I was so invested in what was going on and what in the action and stuff that I didn't take the moment to sort of pause, look at my laptop and make a few notes and be like and this happened here so actually like for an hour long match i've got i don't know uh a paragraph worth of notes really i've got i've got like a page and a half yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's all the notes i've got about the, the opening yeah, match yeah. and then i do get into caps lock a couple of times when dungeon rains down the elbows and i was like and, I, and there were moments where i kept around, I was like page looks done mm. pages out of this well this is the thing like you know if we take the match itself and we take away the story because how many matches, like look at the Young Bucks uh, feuds last year. It's like, ah, the story, uh, uh, don't really care for it. But when they get in there, oh my God, what a match, near fall, near fall, all these crazy moves. Um, this one for me, you know, like I, I can watch it and I'm like, this is an amazing match. Danielson is a master. Hangman Page is gush I've never seen him bleed so much he threw himself through a table like both guys that spot was awesome yeah really tried to really put it all out there but then there's just like as a match I'd... going 60 minutes is objectively impressive mm -hmm. but was it an impressive match Yes, it was. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, like you said this in your review, actually quite beautifully in mm. your review, which was that like, is it a really good match that went an hour or is it impressive that it went an hour? Yeah, like my favorite Starling quote is <laughs> quantity is a quality all in itself because, mm -hmm. you know, it killed a lot of people. And <laughs> I, I, th there were parts of me that thought, oh, man, I've seen like this. This could have been a great 30 minute match. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at this and going story-wise, maybe. But for the actual wrestling, I'm not like what an amazing hour match. I loved the opening ten minutes of this, where Danielson did nothing. Yeah, where like Danielson, they would do a, a lockup or they would do like a, a knuckle lockup or something like that, 
and then they would do the power and stuff and then hangman would start to like go in for him and pay and danielson would just get in between the ropes and be like whoa mm. not just yet <laughs> that's his new thing isn't it yeah, yeah. rope break rope break i'm yeah. just gonna get a really quick rope break here yeah and the more he did it the more wound up page was getting and that was what Danielson used to like first take advantage of him. I thought that was actually like a really, really nice bit of sort of character and storytelling within that. There's an, can I just jump in? Of course you can. Because there's another part to this that we haven't spoken about, and that is the building story leading into the match. Yeah, the first 10, 20 minutes are very feeling each other out. This, you know, Danielson's been tearing through the dark order, knocking out people's teeth, kicking their heads in. Kicking their heads in. I'm like, what this doesn't feel like the I story i completely agree and it's something that we have made fun of for wwe for so mm. long like this fierce intense rivalry starts with a lockup like you know like triple h broke into randy orton's house or randy Orton broke into triple h house whichever way around it was and we lock up at the start of this match but it's be and when they did that i was like okay they're going for a while then. yeah 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 <laughs> i never servicing the idea of a 60 minutes yeah match rather than the story I, that's exactly it yeah and when actually they opened it even when they opened the show, I didn't think it was going to go the 60 minutes time limit draw. It was only when they got into like the fourth ad break or so, I was like, okay, maybe this will be, yeah, they're going same. to go to the time limit draw. But I think actually opening it with it was a really genius, like misdirect, because mm -hmm. I never thought it was going to go draw. I also said, actually, I don't think anyone had this down to go to a draw. No. I don't think it, we had uh, one of our predictions was like there'd be a draw, a 60 minute time limit draw next year. No one thought it would be this match. The other question I wanted to ask you and sort of like gauge your opinion on this. I got a message from Louis Dangor this morning because Louis Dangor filled out his um, uh, WrestleTalk podcast nominations for best wrestlers, best pay-per-view, best matches. And he messaged me this morning saying like, I, I think we should probably resubmit uh, things because I think a lot of people want to vote for this to be match of the year. And I said, well, I think that might just be recency bias. Because I I don't I, I basically said like what which, the match that's won is run away with it and I don't mm. think everything yeah. I don't think anything was ever going to catch it, but I don't know whether there would have been enough votes for this to a get it like high up in the top ten or b even take the top spot. Do you think that people will reevaluate this as one of the best matches of the year because it's the most recent great match that they've seen, or do you think people will vote for it as match of the year because they genuinely think it's match of the year? If we were to hold the vote again now, mm. I haven't spent, you know, it's just been me and you, no one else in the office today. I'm just going by what I've seen online, which, you know, goes through its own kind of extremity filter. I, I don't, I do, <laughs> look, I, I look at AEW and I think of the great matches where we've all been like one of the best matches in Dynamite or Rampage history. And I think of, you know, like Pac Andrade, yeah. Andrade Cody, just Danielson Kingston, Danielson Kingston, Danielson Suzuki, Danielson Omega. And I'm just, I've just five right there in the last couple of months that I think are better than this match. Mm -hmm. I do you know what I I think I said this at the time as well when we did um, the review of that rampage episode. I prefer Danielson Kingston to Danielson Omega. Yeah, and like as much as you, I can appreciate the the technical brilliance of that thirty minute draw, I much enjoyed the Kingston match. Bit of passion, yeah. Yeah, and in, and in kind of a way, I enjoyed the Kingston Punk match. It was my favorite match at Full Gear. Same. Way way above the uh, Omega Page match, and even though I thought that match was absolutely terrific and cathartic to see him win. But I loved the Kingston Punks match so much more. Yeah. It's uh 
But but at the same time, I'm not saying this is a bad match. Well, it, it sounds like you are. <laughs> so it's it, a binary option. Because that's what I was trying to say earlier, wasn't it? That yeah. I've seen people say it's the, a terrible idea and like a worse match. My Kevin and Dan texted me this morning being like, awful. Oh, really? I, I got a, I got 10 minutes. He said 10 minutes in, I'm, I'm already erect. <laughs> and then an hour later, awful. And then he didn't send me anything for four hours. And then it just got like, S, an essay text of all the reasons he didn't like it. And it really does come down to, you know, it's, it's how you leave him, I guess. But, like, I, I do not think this was a terrible, bad decision. And, and to go on any kind of extreme rant against it is just coming from an, a weirdly angry place. But I also don't think it's the best thing ever. I think there's too many obvious drawbacks. So I, is this a crazy thing to say it's... You know, it's not even mid. I think it's like a, it's in the above average area. It's a four out of five dynamite. Yeah, like, but it's a it's a it should have been five out of five. And this is something because uh, actually there was a comment I was going to read out that was on our um, the poll for this. Do uh, do do. See if I can find it very very quickly. Um, I made the mistake by right. putting on Wrestle Talk. Uh, you know, the match happy face, the match sad face, and it was seventy five percent happy. And I should have put a middle one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's neither of those things, I think. Yeah. EA Primer said, if this doesn't make Ollie give this a five out of five rating, then nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but like... I prefer the, the, the interim shows to the specials usually. But also like giving something a four out of five isn't a bad score. You know, I think we said this because I, I got a lot of heat when we reviewed the, um, the WWE version of the deletion match mm. when I said... Yeah, it was, it was okay. It was a three out of five thing. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was totally fine. And everyone read that to me saying that I hated it. Whereas like my, my thought was it was neither great, it was neither bad. And I think that within the same thing here, for me, this is sort of like, it's a four out of five match, not a five out of five mm. match. So, but because I didn't give it five out of five, some people might read that to be like, oh, I hated the match and why do you even enjoy wrestling? This is your Kong Skull Island. <laughs> when you said Kong Skull Island was the best movie of all time and I'm like, well, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think that. <laughs> and you're like, so you hate the film. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, well, then, should we get into what everybody thinks? Because I'm very curious. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Just to answer, Guilty Hat said, yeah, but Luke, you think 2 out of 2.5 is also a good score? No, it's a mid-score. It's <laughs> literally average. That's the average of a 5 out of 5 score. Yeah. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support or read out everyone over $5 or more. US, Phantom FTW, unpopular opinion. This match was unbelievable. <laughs> overly long self-indulgent nonsense oh oh i got what well, i thought yeah. unbelievable <laughs> there's no justifiable reason for this match to go that long so don't even try that's why i think spears was right wardlow should have pinned matt sooner okay so this is a joke that's been doing the rounds on reddit oh yeah yeah yeah. everyone got what well, i got worked by it it's like it was like the second most upvoted comment on reddit it's like it's exactly that, where you're like, oh, he's talking about Danielson. Thingy. Yeah, Very I good. see. Martial Arts. What a banger episode. Started with an insane match and ended with an awesome shirt by CM Punk in Texas of all places. Yeah, did you see yes, Punk shirt? pro-choice. Yeah, it was really cool, wasn't it? <gasps> um, MJCC47. My first ultra chat. And I just want to say that winter wasn't the only thing that came last night. Hangman versus Danielson was amazing, but I don't like two big matches for Brian ending in a draw. I feel like it makes Hangman look weak, just in my opinion. So I think that's the intention. Not mm. to make him look weak, because I think that is, uh, I, I think that's an extreme thing to say. But I think it's supposed to knock his confidence that he didn't win. That's actually just doing, you know, the last thing we didn't really talk about on this, we sort of did talk about it, if they hadn't have done the time limit draw at Grand Slam, would you have had a different opinion of this time limit draw? I've got no idea. So, I suppose it's impossible to maybe. say. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Would you? I think I would have done. Because, I, I, well, I, I, you wouldn't have people being like, it's too soon since the last one. And it would have been like the first time limit draw that they've had in a long ass time. But the, the too soon isn't my problem. If anything, I quite like it because it's Danielson again. Uh, there's a, there's a whole story we haven't gotten into there that Dan you know there's an argument Danielson can't do it in the big one like if but, he's so good why can't he win in a time limit because I think that for Danielson because he knows that he can go the time limit he's in no rush and then the time limit almost and so like it gets to the end and that's when he starts to get a bit more desperate to be like oh, I've actually wasted mm. a, I've wasted a lot of time here the dude was skinning the cat at like 45 50 minutes into the match because he can. 
I get it, Danielson. You're into your health stuff. Nikos Linodos. The IWC so far seems to be conflicted on this match. People either love it or hate it. Though I understand all the criticisms, I thought this match was breathtaking. And to be honest, I preferred the finish to that of Omega versus Brian. Strong match of the year candidate for me. Thomas Duffrance. I think this isn't a story about Hangman failing his first title defense. It's about Brian unable to beat the top champions, first with Kenny in a 30-minute non-title match, and now almost losing to Paige before the bell saved him. His pride has taken a hit. That's an interesting one, actually. That's actually something that, that <clears throat> Paige can dive into when, if Danielson does be like, you couldn't beat me. It's like, well, you couldn't beat me either, and you couldn't beat uh, Omega. Maybe mm. it's you that's the problem. Yeah, I beat Omega. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Nikos Lindados again. Follow up to my previous chat. What I loved about this was that Brian is portrayed as the um, this unbeatable bastard and kept Hangman's underdog ultra babyface character despite him being the champion. I do hope, however, that these draws don't become a regular regularity. Mm. Uh, we didn't mention that the crowd did boo the finish. I've, I've every draw that I've seen, though, the crowd does boo. Yeah. Charlesburg, I don't feel robbed or let down, so what if nobody won? It was an awesome match that furthers the story, in my opinion. Let's not forget that the other guys would do a two-minute match that gets DQ'd and leads to a tag match that means nothing. Match was great. Let's not judge it on those standards. <laughs> Matthew Robinson, OMG, the Brian Wangman match was so amazing. I was timing it and thought they would end just before 16 minutes was on the edge of my seat. Truly amazing. We'll say the only thing was the extra long time cleaning up blood took me out of it for a second. It's that three minute sort of medical stoppage section. I Actually, that was one of the parts I really liked. Mm. Um, Laxami Narasimhan B like the show felt the opener was a tad too long time that could have helped the other matches to be even better the time limit draws a lot better way to protect both than a DQ which changes to a no contest if the bookers forget an undefeated streak uh, Spider 65 on one hand, Paige needed another epic match like this to cement he's a top guy. On the other hand, I felt like he deserved better and should have won within the final minute. Hopefully not beating his first contender will play into his story. Would the finish of this match had... Um, you, uh, would your feelings in the, the finish of this match been changed if Paige had already once successfully defended the title? May again, maybe I don't know. I'll just if he'd done anything really in the in the w month leading up to this. Do you think it still would have been a 16 draw if it was Moxley? Well, the curious thing about if it was Moxley, that means he would have beaten Danielson. Yeah. So Danielson would have already lost. So if you were going to beat Danielson, which was apparently one of the ideas before Mox was taken out. I don't think they would have done it. Because I think this is a Danielson thing. This is Brian Danielson being like, I'm not allowed to do 60-minute matches in the other places. <laughs> I haven't done them for like 15 can I yeah. Can I do one, please? I really like doing them. Uh, Spider65 again. If there's not a rematch coming soon, I predict Danielson will go unbeaten in AEW for a year plus. I just hope they didn't make Danielson's story a priority over pages. Thanks for always providing great content. That's an interesting way of mm. looking at it. Uh, Yoko Littner. Love the draw. It showed two things. One, how difficult it is to get a win over Danielson. Two, how difficult it is for someone even as talented as Danielson to win a title match in AEW. Omega, one of the best in the world, had to cheat to win. That's an interesting point. Mm. Sadie Deganhausen. 
Hello, my festive time limit cowboys. I loved Dynamite last night. Yeah, of course, because it got an hour of page. Hangman versus Danielson was five stars, even if the draw left me a tiny bit deflated, although I personally would have had made Dean versus Sheeda the main event because St- Sting wasn't a big shock. Soz, bye. Uh, Mr. Kajilli. Uh, CJ Lilly, whatever it is. Hey guys, do you think having two time draws on the same person so close to each other is why this match feels odd? So I feels more like it's AEW's double countout rather than something rare. Second, this is the downside to having so many dream matches no one wants to lose. I don't think it's a case of not wanting either man to lose. I really do think it is the case of a, a story being told about both guys. Yeah, and I guess in that respect, you just have to see how the story pans out right now it's not a story i'm particularly excited about Mm -hmm. zoe sung this was the first act between hangman and brian danielson this was the proof that you deserve it now we get the second part another reason is kenny took 30 minute draw hangman went 60 also they booed the top baby face in the company dallas is mid (laughs) but so yeah, I, I'll read something like that. I'm like, yeah, it's the first part in the story. Mm. But when I watched Danielson Omega, which I also think is the first part in the story, or MJF Derby, which is like part two of a story, I'm, at the end of it, I'm not like, eh. I'm like, oh, wow, what a first part of the story. I think you're not into Hangman. I think that is part of the thing. It could like, be. I think it's just, hang, I think Hangman isn't working for you as a champion because you were always into the chase for Hangman. But you were always about holding off on that win. You were talking about like waiting up until all out next year before you do it. So I never do that with Kenny, though. So I think maybe it's just that Hangman as champion isn't your cup of tea. Oh man, that hurts. (laughs) That hurts for me to hear you diagnose me like that, and it hurts to like maybe think maybe maybe that's true. What do you think is Hangman as champion right now? It's. I think it's too early for me to sort of say within this reign whether or not I'm enjoying it. This is not the story I was expecting mm. them to go with. I am curious to see where it goes, but I will say I'm not loving it out the gate. I'd have loved to have seen Hangman have like a strong win first, and then you could do this. But having said that, but this doesn't work if he has the strong win. Mm. This works so much better because he hasn't. Like because this is the first title defense. You've got to you've got to intentionally take a bit of a exactly a hit now for yeah. it to pay off later. I mean, I just keep thinking back of you know where this all started in AEW, which is Page versus Jericho. St- uh, you know, didn't work. Still not a good idea. But it was the fuel that started all of this. Paul Kerr, while I understand Ollie's point in the fact that it's not it not went to a conclusion, I'm all for seeing this again at Battle of the Belt. Well, that's soon. I think that's too, too soon. Too soon, probably. I also think the manner of the finish makes this different from the Omega Danielson match. Hangman had him beat almost. Richard Pugh, I love this match. I was just hooked, pun intended, and I was not surprised by the draw. I think Hangman should be another Undertaker type that chases the title for ages, and when he gets it, he doesn't keep it for long, but not in the WWE way. He gets beat clean or occasionally cheated. I mean, that that spells disaster for me in one of my predictions Mm -hmm. in the 2022 prediction video. J.S. Wooten, this was a five out of five show, and that was a defining moment for the entire company. has nothing to do with Paige. It has everything to do with Dragon failing to beat him and Kenny. Now he has no excuses. He's a failure, and he has to face it. I hadn't considered that angle of it. You know, someone else raised in a chat earlier. I hadn't considered that angle. 
Mm. I was just looking at this from Paige's side. I hadn't looked at it from Danielson's side, which actually now makes me more interested in the story, to be honest. Mm. Devon, I was really hoping for a pinfall at about 59 minutes with maybe Danielson's leg under the rope so that he could go. Uh, I wasn't really beat. So, uh, I think they're doing that with FTR and the Lucha Bros, so okay. I don't think you want to do that twice. Omar, should we do all of the chats related to this? I'd say, I, I mean, we've still got like another three or so pages yet. Omar, yeah. who's it? Although I genuinely love the match, the thing that worried me is that it was the same finish as the Kenny match. I trust AEW to see where it goes, but I fear that this will become a trend every time you want to protect both guys in a match. Uh, Zoe sung again. This was the final boss's first boss fight in the beginning of the game. Brian Danielson was taking him lightly and not going full killer, while the player Hangman realized he needs to get stronger. It's perfect. Uh, Adam Goff, regarding the two close time limit draws for Danielson, I expect this will be the basis of a Danielson handman Omega triple threat when Omega returns. This is the match I expect Danielson to win. I saw a few people suggest that. And they were talking about that on Larson, uh, Stephen mm. Larson, actually, about also doing it as the traditional three-way dance. So it's elimination oh. rather than just a standard triple threat. I love the old three-way dance. Uh, Legion428, I just explained to my wrestling-hating wife that one of the reasons I like AEW is that matches have actual finishes. So when the match pulled her in and she got invested, the finish made her furious. A draw is a finish to me. It is. It's a finish to me as well. A win, a loss, or a, f a draw, those are finishes. Like, proper match sporting finishes. Yeah. I know. I, I don't interference. Walking backwards up the ramp and claiming you won. Yeah, DQs. I I don't buy the argument of. I I honestly cannot buy the <laughs> argument of the time limit draw was done to protect both guys. Mm. I I don't think that's the case. Committed Productions. I was there last night. Great show. Danielson teased a yes chant and everyone went ballistic. That happened in the. Of course, me and Luke watched the fight broadcast, so no ad breaks. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people being like, "Oh my god, I hated the ads." And I yeah. I cannot imagine watching this with ad breaks. But in one of the ad breaks, Danielson went to do the yes, and then middle finger there. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say people were sadder about no debuts yeah. rather than the time limit draw, but it was just Garland after all. Also, you boys are in for a botch on Friday. Yeah, because they taped Rampage oh. after the show. Well, they can edit that out. Uh, Alex Autry. Paige Danielson is not unlike Flair Wyndham's matches in the late 80s. 60-minute matches makes me want to see who the real winner is. Uh, Brendan. Well, yeah. 60-minute match, totally fine with. I just feel it's the the point in Paige's reign and the story. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get your, your standing on it. Brandon Irwin. I enjoyed the match, but I feel like Paige is always one big signature move short. Oh, what are you doing? Dead Eye? Buckshot? Yeah. You the did the Tombstone? Yeah. Uh, there's only one. Uh, there's only so many ways to make a Lariat feel special, or maybe the match just needed more hook. Jam that jam. Uh, a Lariat can always feel special. Mm. Nate S., who's been a member for eight months. Thank you. Just got my Revolution Weekend ticket. Oh. Match of the year, top contender. Love the finish. Page was on top of the bell instead of being saved by the bell. Important distinction. 2K... Actually, you take over. <laughs> 2K ML. Uh, just like you guys, I don't know how I feel about the draw. I think the most logical way to conclude this is to have a three-way between Hangman, Omega, and Danielson for the title, <laughs> and also include Bobby Lashley as well. Very good. The Jam one, Jam bid. I think some potential outcomes from the draw is that Paige starts losing his newfound confidence because he couldn't win his first title defense. 
Another outcome is that it affects Brian since uh, he couldn't beat Omega or Paige. But we all know the true story outcome of the 60-minute draw is that Wangman stayed stiff even after being beaten for an hour. Well, you know, when you get a scroll on, you never know when to... Bluetooth. To end it, yeah. Perseus M, I agree with Ollie. I was personally expecting the Deep versus Sheeda match <laughs> to go a time limit draw and for Hangman to win clean because of the buildup of Danielson going through the Dark Order. Roger P, the caption on Hangman's entrance said he did not like the ending of Game of Thrones. It was foreshadowing. Many did not like the ending of this match. It's effing brilliant. <laughs> nice. That is a stat. You know what? If that's <laughs> intentional. I love the finish. Wolf 74 loved this match. My daughters who have zero attention span sat transfixed for the entire hour. Mm. They even asked to re-watch wow. it when they get home from school. They never re-watch matches. Well, that's great to hear. Eternal Blue's been a member for seven months in a row. I dislike that people see draws as a cop-out. It's a competition. It's not three-hour draws like back in the 1950s. Such lack of patience nowadays. Well, they're all on their phones, aren't they? Just yeah. ask Ridley. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Ewan Maine. Prior to Full Gear was Hangman's quest to win the title and his failures along the way. Now he is learning how to become a champion. From not rushing to pin Brian at the end to proving he can have long matches and in the uh, win these matches and how to win these matches versus him. Danny Torkel, I love the match. Hangman can use this as a get uh, to get into Danielson's head. He can beat Kenny when Darren Danson couldn't, and Danielson can't seem to win the big matches this year. Remember uh, rematch of Battle of the Belts, I hope? What do you think the Revolution main event is? I wonder if the Revolution main event will be Danielson-Hangman. Yeah, maybe. I don't see Battle of the Belts being going back to this so soon. Uh, I d I'm trying to play out Paige going up to Danielson. Yeah, but you couldn't beat me in 60 minutes. I almost had you beat. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I buy that. I think you can certainly make the argument that if we'd have had ten more seconds, I would have won. Because mm. like that was, you know, Danielson's argument to Omega. Be curious how the crowd reacts to that. Christopher Jazzcat, I like the draw. I'm a sucker for our draws. I think it's a good way of establishing Hangman in ring as champion. Not my match of the year. Uh, that would be Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. And with Ollie on the lights thing, though, you got to save that for something special. Loved Punk's T-shirt. Lakshmi, Nirjhamhambi, sorry. I guess Paige could turn it around, going, you had 30 minutes and could have beat Omega, whereas I did. Hell, you had 60 minutes to beat me and you didn't. Best wrestler, yeah, right. Leading some more Dark Order head kicking. I don't want to see more of the Dark Order stuff, I don't think. BLDog97, I commented this on the review. Hangman's value is tied to Kenny. Uh, Hangman's value is tied to Kenny. Without him, Paige is just a taller Tony Neese with a great look in ring and a more forgettable character. This felt more like building Danielson as someone even the champs can't beat. Oh, I, I mean, I disagree with you, BL Dog. It's not a not a opinion you often see these days, is it? Like Hangman Page is generic. Mm. I, I don't agree with that. And lastly, for now, Devon. Haven't we had two years of self-doubt with Hangman Page? Can't we move on to where he's, you know, actually a confident wrestler? Yes, I think that's where my my opinion's at. But at yeah. the same time, you're like, well, AEW and particularly the Elite are all about doing very psychologically complex layered stories. And the the way to continue that is not just, hey, I won the big thing, everything's fine now. It's to continue telling that story. No, this is an issue that you live with forever. Yeah, exactly. Like if you are trying to overcome your confidence issues and you finally do overcome them and then the very first thing that happens to you is that confidence gets battered away. You're like, 
maybe I was wrong. Mm. Like that is the next, that's the, for me, is the next logical chapter of a story. Mm. Yeah, it's like what? As, a, as opposed to being like, and I'm great now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what happens in the movie after the geeky guy saves the world and gets the girl? I bet he's got like serious PTSD. <laughs> yeah, probably. Seen some things. Right, let's uh, let's go through the rest of this episode. We'll we'll do it quite bullet pointy, just because we've already dedicated a lot of the show to the, the opening hour. But um, after that, we get Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Bobby Fish sort of in a Christmas scene, and they set up an eight man tag for Rampage against the Best Friends. Um, and Cole teases for next week's Dynamite that he's got a present. And it's not a Toblerone, it's likely Kylie, Kylie O'Reilly. Kylie O'Reilly. I like Kylie O'Reilly. Uh, it was, yeah, it was like a an A4-sized wrapped-up thing, which could be a contract. Yeah. And Kyle O'Reilly tweeted out, you see this? Mm -hmm. The eyes emoji. Oh, no. Also, oh, and what's in the box? Yeah, from uh, Fight Club. <laughs> you can't say this, because people think you don't know the reference. It's Zodiac. Uh <laughs> We got Wardlow versus Matt Seidel after this. It was just Wardlow powerbombing Matt Seidel twice. And he was going to keep doing it because we love to see it. But Sean Spears grabbed the mic. He's a counterbiller buddy and said, not paid by the hour, buddy. Come on. Let's, I, let's end this. I love Sean Spears being like, don't listen to the fans. <laughs> That's not what you're here to do. Just powerbomb this geek and let's get out of here. This is such a good story, performance. Just everything is working perfectly here and just the idea that Wardlow is getting over with these power bombs and they've latched on to that and the fans want to see it and Sean's like no 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 oh perfect and then afterwards Wardlow being this massive powerhouse like guy who's just power bomb Matt Seidel into the centre of the earth Sean Spears like you need to go buy some champagne now mm. because we're going to have a party later yeah because MJF rang him up cannot wait for Wardlow to hulk out uh, Ty Conti and Penelope Ford got a video package. They'll be having a match. Didn't we already have this feud this year? Yeah, because it was with the Bunny and Anna Jay as well. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this a lot. But, you know, everyone, you know, th th this to me seems like a dark feud. But they're, <laughs> they're building Ty Conti. It's not a dark feud. It's a rampage feud from three yeah. months ago. One of the most interesting things on the show, for my money, was a really well shot, produced, directed, just conceived, almost short film rather than a video package of Malachi Black in what I guess is the house of Black. Seems so. He had a table with chairs and stuff. And I was waiting. It was like, there's someone already who has counted those chairs <laughs> and is working out who sits in each one of them. There's probably like a little symbol, <laughs> like that's curved a lot like mm. their hair of Griff Garrison. So that's probably his seat. Well, he was laying down tarot cards as well. I thought, are those the place? <laughs> that's, for, it's a, that's the cool thing. There's so much to dive into and get excited about. He goes outside, he gets handed the book, and he, in, he seemingly inducts someone into the House of Black by spitting mist in their face. <laughs> Hazing, eh? <laughs> that's what we did. That's what we did when anyone joins here. Well, we can't do wrestlers' court anymore. I've got to spit in their face yeah, on the first day. Yeah, it's it's a power thing. And he whispers in this person's ear, "Now you're so much more than a king." 
which ties into the news story that apparently they signed Brody King almost immediately after Ring of Honor announced they were going on hiatus. If, like, like Thanksgiving weekend, mm. Brody King was informed that he had been signed, but they've been keeping it quiet. So presumably, I mean, he's PWG tag champ with Malachi Black. The rumor is most likely that it's him. And, it, and that awesome. all ties together. That's really cool. And I think... Uh, because later on, Vasty Blondes cut a promo about you spanning Julia Hart's eyes. We don't like you. And Brian Pillman's like, hey, dude, like, don't. Yeah, it's Malachi Black. Let, let's not do that. Let's shall just we? get rid of Julia. Shall? Let's just forget. <laughs> let's forget she was with us. Can we just get someone else? Yeah. And we'll call her Julia. Uh, and Griff was like, I'll face you next week. So maybe this is a easy first feud for Malachi and Brody King to yeah. just destroy the Vasty Blondes. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, very excited though. Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida had their rubber match next. Unfortunately, yeah. man, I was so gutted. I know. This was one of my favorite feuds of the year. Like I really, I loved both of the matches that they had, and it felt like the second match was even better yeah. than the first, which I thought was absolutely terrific. But this is a feud that AEW have not given enough attention to. Mm -hmm. It was it's on TV and then it's not for five weeks and then like and now a match is happening. Here's a video package. Get excited, will you? Why? And so I'm then you're kind of unsurprised that following an hour-long match between Danielson and a mate, uh, Danielson and Page, that they're not really into this match here at all. I don't blame the crowd in Texas for not being into this match. And they both worked really hard, but I think you said it right in the review. It was the less good of the three, mm. or the least good of the three. It wasn't a bad match. It was a standard match. But it wasn't the best. It was. It didn't feel like the blow-off rubber match that it really should have felt like. Also, it the, the finish was uh, Deeb gets pushed into the exposed turnbuckle, which she'd exposed, and Sheeda wins with a sort of jackknife pin. So it's like, oh, that wasn't really the rubber match. Finisher hit. Boom. One, two, it was. It felt like a setup for another match. I so, agree. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a misfire there. Uh, a recap of Hook's debut. Awesome. Eddie Kingston cut. Just you know, he, he just listed people he's tagging with. I'm like, this is the promo of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, he's tagging with Santana, Ortiz, Penta, and Phoenix. Oh, I love it for a ten man tag this Friday against 2.0, Daniel Garcia, and the Acclaimed. Yeah. L I, I Cannot wait for that match. I think that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. A 10-man tag and an 8-man tag on an hour-long show, though. Yeah, and then just, just two women there who are just having their one match. They really do feel like <coughs> tokenism at that point. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure all three matches will be very good. And the main event was MJF versus Dante Martin. For anyone who was concerned that MJF was now a full-on babyface after his Long Island reaction last week... He came out and said, Texas, your daughter swallows. <laughs> Just off the bat. So babyface. Yeah. And then I'm going he, to Texas. And then he did his new favorite thing, which is to say that CM Punk is a WWE wrestler. Hey, that Punk started so, it. <laughs> his reply saying, you're just right back. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. You, 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 you're not championship material. You think you're championship material for winning underwhelming matches against underwhelming opponents. I just thought that made you Ryback, which is such a genius comparison because of Punk's own history with Ryback. Killer line. Um, but this led into him versus Dante. Great clash of styles. You know, MJF being this grounded heel. Dante 
doing all the flips, including one springboard shooting star to the outside, where he overshot and just pancaked the, his upper torso and face on the ramp. Commentators did a very good job of covering for it, being like, caught him with the knee. <laughs> <laughs> if Don't any, think he got all of it. <laughs> if, if, if anything, that hurts more. <laughs> um, but ultimately, Dante nearly had it won. I don't think he was anywhere near having it won, but he did have a pin. Uh, but Ricky Starks put MJF's foot on the ropes. That distracted Dante enough. MJF rolls him, sort of gets him into the armbar, taps, wins. Yeah. Third, diamond ring victory. Three-peat. Glad to see it. I like MJF. I think MJF having the diamond ring is way better than him not having the diamond ring. Mm. So what's Dante going to do with the diamond ring? Looks sad. <laughs> Looks sad and betrays some loved ones. No, it's much better. Apparently he hasn't betrayed them. He's still with Leo. Apparently they did a thing on social media where they said that they're, still a, they're a team again now. It's not been the best told story. No, it really isn't, is it? Um, but after that, MJF is celebrating with FTR. And just a tiny detail here. No Spears and Wardlow from the Pinnacle because they had gone to get the champagne. Do you know what's also great about that? Is on, on Twitter, MJF was like, where the hell was Wardlow? Which is, he sent him away and is now blaming him for not being there. So they're celebrating lights cut out. And you're like, oh, it's winter is coming. It's the Briscoes. Sting debuted last year. It's Bray Wyatt. The lights are going to come back up. It's Keith Lee. It's Sting again. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah, I mean, when the lights went down, this crowd popped because they were like, we're seeing a debut here. Mm. And then it was just thinking, and like, the crowd were like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is their thing, actually. Okay, yeah, it is yeah. their thing. And I really like Sting and Darby Allen, so that was cool. And then they started doing the beatdown, and then MJF, the numbers game got too much for them. CM Punk chance got happening. Punk comes out, and he makes the save. And he announces a six-man tag for Dynamite next week. Love that. I, I think, you know, Punk now being with Sting and Darby, considering the first feud when he came back, I think that's just excellent stuff. Yeah. the show's And I get to see Punk interact with MJF again. Yeah. So the show next week is called Holiday Bash. And there was a comment left on your review that said it should be called The Fight Before Christmas. Oh, my God. That's way better. Um, but, yes, it was... I don't think it was a cheap trick. I don't think they were trying to fool anyone into thinking a debut's going to happen. No, this is what Sting does. Yeah, Sting's I, whole deal is... The, Sting and Malico Black are the, <clears throat> are the two guys where the lights go down and come back up. Yeah, but I, I don't think this was the show to do it on. Mm. And I think they should probably ease back on the old lights on, lights Tony off stuff. Tony loves it. Tony loves it. Because it's out. cool, it's great, but mm. it does, you know, it, it makes you think something bigger's gonna happen and then when it comes back and it's you know the expected thing you're like well yeah i mean yeah yeah i guess you're right but this is a bit like when they had the lights changing last week for the diamond battle royal thing and everyone's like oh that's a tease of bray wide it's like no i think that was them just signaling that they were now in the final three it's like the elimination chamber <laughs> exactly. yeah I, I that one that's ridiculous that one um, well, overall, I gave it a four out of five. Should have been a five out of five. Of course though. you did. Uh, so the community poll, 62% five out of five. 25% said it was a four out of five. 9% three out of five. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think even looking at these chats here, weirdly, because the comments on my news video are sort of more skewered towards our 
not unimpressed, but you know where, where we're at with the show. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised by that. Should we do some Patreon shout-outs? We probably should. Did NXT TakeOver go live? Uh, it hasn't yet. No, that's going to be tomorrow. Ooh, what a reason to sign up yeah, to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Myself and Ollie Davis review NXT TakeOver London from 2015, a show we both attended. We talk a lot about our experiences being there live. Star Wars The Force Awakens takes up a large portion of the <laughs> podcast chat. And it's a really fun time. And it's a really interesting retrospective look at NXT where you're like, huh, this product wasn't the product I thought it was or I remember it being. Uh, also on Patreon, you get yourself a shout out on this very show if you go over $25 a month. Can I just say that Pete has really not thought this out because Pete has written down here some Patreon shout outs for the SmackDown episode that goes out on the 25th of December. Surely he means the week up. No, there's no SmackDown <laughs> no. episodes that. There's only a few. Well, he's back next week. Um, where were we? The Emperor's New Groove, Nick Lama. Oh, sorry, I've got some music. The Big Bad Dog, Ryan Hansen. Golden. Nick Holden. Jackson T-Roller. The Overstepper, James Nepper. The Intellectual Saviour of the Masses, Damien Campbell. The Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. Michael, Mark for Life, Plowman. Thomas O. Champa. The Song of Icefire, 352. Peter Fiber Brontus. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class, on the 16th of December 2021, Yo, Adrian! Rocky! Let's get into your wonderful Omega Chats. Thank you, everybody who's donated so far. Audio Flesh. <laughs> Hangman versus Danielson mirrored Akada versus Omega vibes, and who better to take Danielson to the draw than the person who beat Omega? It shows that Danielson can't be beat, which sets up a bigger win for Paige down the line. Maybe Paige wins a Punk-Danielson three-way. Mm, we haven't, I haven't seen Punk being into it, mm. like inserted into this three-way idea. Jonathan Hedman, you kids with your loud music and your Dan Fogelberg, your Zima, Hula Hoops and Pac-Man video games. Don't you see? People today have attention spans that can only be measured in nanoseconds. This match was awesomeness. Uh, Shannon R.S. Smith... You guys see how invested everyone is to why did this draw? Was it good? Was it bad? When is rematch? Why can't Brian beat top guys? Will Paige confidence drop? I think outcome was great because we are all dying to see what's next. That's an excellent <clears throat> point. Adam Simpson, five-month member. Well, hot damn, what a match. I had a feeling that would be an hour because it was the opener, but Hangman pinning will Brian Omega two out of three be a full dynamite? I wonder if that's two out of three falls, maybe. Mm. J.S. Wooten. Dragon drawing. Shabit. That's what cool people call Brian Danielson. <laughs> uh, or I said I saw someone write Drogan. Oh, yeah? Because he draws a lot. Does he really? Brian Danielson, he's drawn twice. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant like the act of drawing. <laughs> like, is it, you know, you're playing Telestrations or something. 
Dragon sh- <laughs> Dragon drawing should mean that he's kicked down the rankings, which means Battle of the Belts could be Page versus Miro. <laughs> also, Ollie totally loves the chase of the Page character and not the actual relationship. I thought you weren't a player, Ollie, you dog. <laughs> yeah, goddamn, this is news to me as well. I'm learning something about myself. Punk Rocks and Soda. I very genuinely loved the Hangman vs. Danielson match. Admittedly, I was a little cold on the finish at first, but warmed up when I started realising that it could possibly be about Hanger's obvious potential and first step in the world of a world champion. Uh, Abortion Reborn. Daniel Bryan. You came in fresh into a match and you still couldn't out-wrestle my tired, aching, week-to-week wrestling body, but you did last longer than Kenny would have. I'm proud of you, Hangers. (laughs) I'm proud of you, Hangers. Uh, Rene Corpus. A part of me wishes that the Danielson versus Page draw would eventually be a build way into the future, a triple threat between Omega, Danielson, and Page. Love you guys. Stay safe for the holidays. Thank you very much. Lord Jackson said, That title match, Chef Kiss, effing excellent. But man, I wish Cheetah and Deep had got more time. Still a great match, don't get me wrong, but the ads and crowd hurt it. Luke was right, should have been at full gear. The show mm. overall was excellent for out of five. Lord Jackson, there was a tournament. They couldn't have done another match there, apparently. Romeo Casido. IGN defines their 10 out of 10 rating as a masterpiece. Perfect show does not equal a perfect score, but AEW 4 out of 5 should be well within their creative and talent potential. The 5 out of 5 show seems to be reliant on things outside of their control, like timely debuts. I don't think so. I think I've given a 5 out of 5 show to... Just regular shows. Just regular shows, yeah. The Guilty Hats. In all my years of watching pro wrestling, I have never felt as much heat towards a heel act as when the Young Bucks <laughs> threaten to end Sue's career. Truly despicable. MGF should take notes. Well, Bubba Ray says, there's, or Bully Ray, there's no real heels these days. I dare you. Someone be a proper heel today. But do you remember when there was that heel that was really mean to Velvet Sky in Ring of Honor? And then he had to go at her backstage because Velvet Sky felt bad about it. Wasn't that a fan, though? Yeah, it was, yeah. but it's like, you want a real heel, right? Mm. You made Velvet Sky feel bad. Well, I guess there's... It's, it's okay to go one way. <laughs> Brenda Irwin. Black is using the mist to recruit minions. Junior Hart is already infected with Griff soon to follow. The Vasty Blondes become 2022's Midian and Viscera. <laughs> <laughs> Nickname took forever. It's been a Memberg for eight months in a row. Just simply writes, Hook. Well, you get Memberg's get a, a free ultra, well, a, you know, an ultra chat included in their membership every month. Oh yeah, and that is the perfect way to use it. Just write hook. Mem- uh, Bubba two three two has been a Memberg for eight months in a row. Said get to see Spider Man later based on what Luke said. I hope I'm ready for it. I don't know if I'm gonna go. What? Well, because you know everything's going on oh, right now. Do you know what? Actually, a friend it's going to be a packed cinema. Yeah, a friend of mine said this as well. Actually, that he's, he really wants to see it. Was Rab Lawrence said I really want to see it, but like, I don't know if I want to go to a cinema right now. And actually, Chris Scullion had a really good point. He's like, I think Sony are missing a trick not putting this on like the mm. on the PlayStation Store. You can't put it on Disney Plus because it's not a Disney product, but you can certainly put it on the PlayStation Store. William Rossmer, uh, Luke, you may have dressed up as Tom Holland. You may have messed up Tom Holland's name, but at least you didn't make him cry. <laughs> Ollie, uh, you got screwed last night. 2021 is not repetition. Justice for Ollie. Thank you very much, William. Um, so Sully told a story where he made Tom Holland cry at the Brit school. They went to school together. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. No way. Sully was like a senior and Tom Holland was in his first year. Yeah. And it was a big impro thing. 
And he made him cry. Yeah, but I don't know how much was acting crying. Oh, I see. Tom Holland's a good actor. He's a very good actor. And Tom Holland is as well. Mm. ML Smith has just become a member. Thank you very much. And lastly, the Zornies has said, how is the man that gave his best friend a birthday gift he already owns allowed to judge the gifts TK gives us? I, I don't... I, it's not my fault. It's not... It's, yeah. Laurie, or, you know, Laurie didn't know either, neither did Adam. Uh, JK, I love this show and match. Me equals attention span of a toddler, and we are all talking about it. Do you remember the joke when Wardlow debuted? Yeah, yeah, just walking around in a car park, and we thought, Wardlow, what kind of name is that? There was a woman with him. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to that woman? I wonder. Came MJF. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for today. We managed that in almost an hour. Oh, a lot wow. to talk about. Uh, but thank you, everybody who joined us here. Thanks for being like a, a good, respectful, understanding crowd as well, because, you know, it's always it's always worrying when you come into a stream or a review video and you're like, oh, I think my opinion jars with the general consensus. So thank you for for respectfully understanding. You all rule. How was Quizlemania last night? So much fun. And I had a busy day yesterday. And it was a day where all my tasks, because I, I track my time quite obsessively, I worked 12 hours in total. But. It wasn't 12 hours in one chunk with like, you know, a break in the middle. It was two hours, 15 minute break, three hours, half an hour break. So it was spread out quite horribly. And I didn't get to see Spider-Man. Mm. I think that's and the real did. kicker, isn't it? Is that you didn't go to see, going, you didn't get to go to the pictures because you had to mm. entertain the masses by doing Quizlemania. And I was exhausted by the time Quizlemania was rolling around. I was like, oh my God. Did you win? No, but I came close. Yeah? Yeah, oh, have you not seen any of this? I haven't seen anything yet. I, I saw the first two drawings of mm -hmm. Artist Collective before I had to go and uh, finish up bedtime. Did you see Andy's little smiley face of Arn Anderson? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I somehow got it right because I, I I just saw a black eye and I thought Malachi Black. Um, but, yeah, he drew Arn Anderson as this happy little blob man. That's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. But yeah, as soon as Quizzlemania started, I was like, oh, it's hanging out with friends. So that was nice. Um, I accidentally called Tempest by the wrong name. Well, you called it by a shoot name. Um, Again. But like five times. <laughs> so it's uh, I, I got all the way to the end of survival of, you know, the elimination round. Mm. And it was me, Tempest and Sean all made it through. What was the category? Name every single competitor in both Royal Rumble matches this year. Oh, good. Good question. And somehow I got to the end. And I was like, I was flirting with T-Bar for ages. Like, <laughs> was he in it? And I was just like, no, I'm not. But Natalia is a safer bet. And anyway, I was like, at the end, I was like, is it we've done all the men, actually. So I was like, oh, my God, I can't think of a single other woman. Was Ember Moon even active? God damn it. Can't think of anyone else now. Ember Moon. That was the, that was the final one. So I was only six or four, four or six points off of winning. Me and Brian drew second. You just did it again. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm not even trying. But in this, I like because like if me and Tempest ganged up on Sean, we could he the title would change hands. 
Right. So I was, I was like, Mr. You know, Tempest, but I said his real name. Please help me. But everyone else was talking. So I said it again. I said, you know, talk, help me. Shall I say T-Bar? And I, but they all kept talking. And I didn't cotton on to the fact that they were just trying to hide the fact, hide the fact that I kept saying Tempest's real name. name. And then I said it again. And Tempest went, Ollie, oh my God, take a hint. I felt so, and I was like, what? I got like I, I didn't know what I'd done. So I feel really bad about that. Um, but I keep doing it. Mm. I think everyone knows by this point though, surely. Do you do you ever accidentally do it? No, because whenever you say his real name, I I go, Who is that again? Because <sighs> I just know him as Tempest. But I, I, it helps that I've done several podcasts with Tempest over like not just this year, but certainly over the last couple of months as well, where he's been filling in for Denise. Mm. So I call him Tempest a lot. And I every time I'm trying to tag him on Discord, I go at I start typing Tempest yeah. and his name doesn't come up. So then I have to go. Oh yeah, backspace, backspace, backspace. Type in his shoot name. Mm. I really do think if you change his name on Discord, that might help you. Well, I told everybody oh, to right. use their real names on Discord because I was sick of forgetting people's funny names. Yeah, because it was you. You kept typing in our fake door wrong. Randy, Andy, Datsun. You know, just like guys, come on, <laughs> real names. Uh, but yeah, that it got. That wasn't the only time it got a bit shoot heated. Oh yeah. Uh, one minute warning. <laughs> <laughs> so you have heard some stories of this, of you and Andy shouting at each other over the rules clarification of. It was really me, Sean, and Andy just got legit annoyed with each other after a while, <laughs> because Sean, like Adam, would go three, two, one now. And there'd be like a second and a half before Sean started speaking. And I was like, at first I was like, but is this just a delay? It's just internet delay. And I think he's, I, I don't think he, he was actually thinking. So Tempest kept on calling hesitation and Sean got so pissed off. And then Andy went in, in one long spiel. But by the way, he talks, he talks really fast. He talks this fast when he's trying to do a one minute thing. Like, come on, slow it down. Because you know my technique. Mm -hmm. The egg from... Survivor Series back in November. That's the smart way to play it. Stretch it out. Yeah, uh, but, if you, but if you do it too quickly, then you're going to miss the repetition words mm, in there because you're not really taking in what he's saying, and you're just running down the clock. Yeah, and uh, but Andy went like that, like Hannibal Lecter, and Sean went hesitation, and Andy refused to acknowledge. <laughs> That he stumbled over whatever word he was trying to say. <laughs> and then he just started yelling hesitation at people. Oh, Andy, no. That's not the way. Is this what happened when we did the ghost game in drafts? Really? Do you remember when we were playing it? The, the one we had to grab the item. Yes. And Andy just kept grabbing, un kept grabbing one item. Wasn't the item that you actually needed to do. He was just like, if I just keep grabbing this one item, mm. eventually I will get it and I will get a card, and I will win a point. And we kept saying, Andy, stop doing that, because that's not how you play the game. It's not an illegal strategy, though, is it? It's an annoying strategy. So then what he did is he just kept, he just hovered his hand over every piece. It's <laughs> like, Andy, that's not how you do it either. Oh, I can't win if I don't do it the other way of these. So he just kept shouting hesitation at everyone mm. just to troll people. So, well, it was just a, an, a childish burst after that initiative, <laughs> and then he, he didn't do it much. 
But what really got me and genuinely annoyed me, because I like the game. It's good, and I, isn't it? And I like winning it. Yeah. I, I get very annoyed when I, I lose control. Uh, and I said, I was doing the egg, Vince. Vince's egg was my thing. So I was like, Vince at Survivor Series. And I'd already been tripped up by saying WWE. Yeah. Repetition, Repetition of W. Very annoying. Hold my hands up, though. Then I said, World Wrestling Entertainment's pay-per-view Survivor Series 2021. Andy buzzes in. Has a uh, repetition. Because you like, said On 20 what? twice. But did I? I said 20, and then I said 21. Which is technically spelt the same way as 20, but with hyphen O-N-E at the end of it. Yes. It is, in some ways... A new word. What would you What would you say if you were the well, judge there? I, okay, here is what I will say: If WWE is considered repetition, twenty twenty one also has to be considered repetition. No, because W they're separate. There's a full stop between them. A hyphen is a join. <laughs> a full stop is a completely different. Yes, but you are saying twenty twice. I'm saying twenty. I'm saying twenty twenty one. I'm saying twenty one. Sully said I was in the right. And Adam said it was very close. Sully, I trust Sully more than I do Adam. I do, yeah, if, if Sully is ruling that it's your favour, then I think we, we defer to Sully on this one. He mm. is he is Radio 4's target demographic. But Adam flashed that eating grin. <laughs> and he was like, but you know what? I'm going to give that to Andy. Oh. You probably could have won the game if that hadn't happened. Three points I would have got, so I still would have lost, but I would have come second by myself. <sighs> <laughs> well, well done anyway, mate. That's all we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Back tomorrow, me and Denise Salcedo probably talking about Kevin Owens, unless there's some other big news that comes out. Thank you all for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.